Greetings, and I will add season's greetings as of this recording, since we're less than two weeks before Thanksgiving. This is Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program, and yes, I am your oldie host, John Lovering. Radio station WXYZ out of Detroit, Michigan, and because of its talented station owner, George Trendle, who was also a bit of a penny pincher and decided his station would create their own radio drama series and broadcast locally produced music programs rather than pay for syndicated programs from their networks. Well, the result was he created some of the most, if not the most, successful adventure programs heard on radio, and most of them went to television and motion pictures as well. He formed his own repertory company called The Jewel Players, named after the station dramatic director Jim Jewell. They also hired a freelance radio writer named Fran Stryker, and he wrote many of the programs. In early 1932, they started with shows that included Thrills of the Secret Service, Dr. Fang, Warner Lester, Manhunter. But in late 1932, Trendell indicated he wanted a new radio series with a cowboy as a hero. The result? The Lone Ranger, which began broadcasting on January 30, 1933. It was an immediate hit picked up by over 290 radio stations. In 1936, the Green Hornet was added to WXYZ's programming schedule. By 1938, Trendo asked for an adventure series featuring a dog as a hero. This time, writer Tom Dougal created Challenge of the Yukon, a series about Sergeant Preston of the Northwest Mounted Police and his sled dog, Yukon King. It was another hit. More programs were developed, including Ed Jordan's Secret Agent, Bob Barkley, American Agent, and though not as popular as The Lone Ranger, The Green Hornet, and The Challenge of the Yukon, George Trendle had changed radio adventure series in a big way. Incidentally, Trendle sold the rights to The Lone Ranger to the Rather Corporation in 1954 for $3 million, and the radio show stopped, but the series continued on television until 1957. The Challenge of the Yukon was adapted for television as Sergeant Preston of the Yukon and ran from 1955 to 1958. On this track, you're going to hear a rebroadcast of a November 28, 1946 Thanksgiving show of The Challenge of the Yukon. It is entitled Thanksgiving in the Wilderness. A side note, in the radio series, actor Paul Sutton played Sergeant Preston, and Yukon King and Sergeant Preston's horse, Rex, were played by very talented vocal artists imitating dog and horse sounds because it was difficult to get a dog to bark or a horse to whinny on cue on a radio show. In the TV series, Richard Simmons played Sergeant Preston and was supported by his wolf dog Yukon King and Horse Rex, now played by real animals. And now, Thanksgiving in the Wilderness, the challenge of the Yukon. I thank you for using your valuable time to listen to this program, and I do not take that for granted. You are why I do this podcast, and you are much appreciated. Thank you. The Challenge of the Yukon. On on your husky! 
The wonder dog King, swiftest and strongest of Eskimo lead dogs, blazes the trail through storm and snow for Sergeant Preston as he meets the challenge of the Yukon. Sergeant Preston was typical of the small band of Northwest Mounted Police who preserved law and order in the new Northwest country, where the greed for wealth and power led to frequent violence and bloodshed. But in spite of the odds against them, Sergeant Preston and his wonder dog King met that challenge, and justice ruled triumphant. Sergeant Preston stretched his feet toward the fireplace in Father McLean's cabin in Dawson. King, his big lead dog, lay down close beside him and watched the flickering flames through half-closed eyes. Father McLean eased his portly figure into the chair opposite the Mountie with a contented sigh. Even Thanksgiving is no excuse for eating as much as I did today. (laughs) That dinner was too much of a temptation. Well, it was a wonderful meal, Father. That cook of yours is a prize. I feel like I'd swallowed a whole deer. (laughs) It's a good thing Thanksgiving Day comes but once a year. You were awfully nice to let me share your dinner with your father. It's not often I get food like that. The people in my church are very thoughtful of me on holidays. They bring food that one doesn't expect to get way up here in the North Country. You know, Father, two years ago, I had dinner with another priest on Thanksgiving. Nothing like this one, though. His congregation was very bitter about him at the time. Bitter? Had he done something wrong? Well, they thought so. It's rather a long story, Father. <laughs> well, what could be better than a story sitting here before the fire after dinner? The priest was Father Haley. He left this part of the country before you arrived. He's the one who started the mission in Dawson. Oh, yes, I have heard of him. It was before they built the churches there now. At the time, Father Haley was busy raising funds for it. He was a lovable old man, big fellow with twinkling blue eyes and a good sense of humor. He was very fond of dogs, too, and King was a big favorite of his. I'd been on a patrol north and was coming back to Dawson. About ten miles from town, I was mushing along the trail, and suddenly I heard a dog. Hello, King. Hello, you huskies. Stay here, King. I'll see what's happening. Well, fellow, what's wrong? Oh... Oh, poor fellow, you stuck your foot in a trap. Wait a minute, I'll get it out. There. Now, come on, boy. I'm taking you with me. You can ride on my sled back to Dawson. It was a gentle dog, Father. Bart Sutter and Bart Shepherd. We never found out who owned him. Father Haley's cabin was on the trail near the outskirts of town. It was evening when I reached it. Father Haley held the door open while I carried the dog in. Keep over there by the fire, Sergeant. Now I'll bring a lamp so we can have a look at him. Well, lie down here, fella. That's it. Well, you got that bandage off, didn't you? Yeah, now we can see. Well, he's licked it nice and clean, hasn't he? Yes, I guess he can take care of it better than we can. I'm afraid he's going to lose one or two toes, though. Well, I guess there's nothing more we can do for him except feed him. It'll heal up all right, Father, if he stays off it a while. You're going to leave him here with me, aren't you? What? That'll be fine if you want him. I have to leave town again tomorrow. I'd be glad to have him. He's a nice dog. If he is only doesn't show up, I'll keep him permanently. Well, Sheriff, you're a lucky dog. He's wagging his tail. Maybe that's his name. As good a name as any. I'll call him that. He seems to like it. 
Now, let me warm up a cup of tea. Oh, no, don't bother, Father Haley. You have enough to do taking care of Shep. Anyway, I'd better get into town. You say you're going away again tomorrow? <laughs> yes, I'll be away quite a few weeks, I think. I wanted you to have Thanksgiving dinner with me, Sergeant. Oh? Uh, you think you'll be back by then? It's three weeks off. Well, that's nice of your father. I'll do my best to get back. We've been raising funds to build a new church. And I hope to have enough by then to warrant a special Thanksgiving celebration. Well, that's encouraging. This town could certainly use a church. I'll try and get back for it. Now I guess I'd better go. I have to make a few stops in town before bedtime. Hello, boys. How are you? Well, you're just in time, Sergeant. Huh? We're taking up a contribution for the new church that Father Haley is planning to build. Well, that's fine, Butch. I didn't know you were interested in church. Butch started it by giving a whole bag of gold dust. Gold Nugget Bar is a funny place to be doing it, but I'm all for it. Think maybe you won't pry quite so long, huh, Pete? <laughs> uh, we're going to need another half. This one's full. Sergeant? You better take this money out to Father Haley. Well, sure, I'll be glad to. I'll take it out if you're too busy. Oh, I'll be going past his house tomorrow. I can drop it off. Ain't you staying in town for a while, Sergeant? Have to make another patrol, Ben. Be leaving tomorrow or the next day. Well, there's the money, Preston. Well, this is heavy. A lot of money here. That's nothing what he'll have in a week or two. This is just to start it going. The whole town's chipping yeah, in. Sure. I left the gold at Father Haley's cabin the next day. The collection had netted about $2,000. I was quite surprised that Butch Harvey had started such a thing. Butch was a newcomer in town, and I hadn't liked him from the first time we met. I see. There was nothing I could put my finger on exactly. You Mounties must get quite good at judging men on sight. Oh, I've been wrong about a lot of men, Father. My judgment isn't always right. We all make mistakes. I decided I'd been wrong about Butch, and maybe he was doing this to prove to the town that he was all right. And, uh, was he? No, Father. I left town the next day after leaving the money with Father Haley. My trip took me far south, and I wasn't around while the church fund built up. As I learned later, Butch and his partner, Ben, were very active getting collections, and the whole town contributed. Three days before Thanksgiving, Father Haley had raised over $15,000. He was putting some gold into the box that evening when Shep scratched on the door. Father Haley put his parka on. Well, you want to go after your walk, Shep? I've been so busy today, I didn't take you for your walk. All right, boy, go on out. I'll put on my things right away. I'm coming, boy, as soon as I put this box away. Yeah. That ought to be all right. Good evening, Father Haley. Bye. Butch, I'm sorry I didn't hear you knock. Hello, Ben. Hello, Father. Sit down, boys. I was just going for a walk with Shep. Wait till I put this box Don't away. Don't put I... the box away. Eh? Ooh, did you bring another contribution? <laughs> Not exactly, Father. This time you're doing the contributing. What do you mean? Get the box, Ben. Sure. But you... You don't mean you're taking the church fund. That's not all we're taking. You're coming with us. What? Here's the box. Take it out of the sled. Hey, come on, Father, before I get nervous and pull this trigger. Don't keep me waiting. Father Haley went with them out into the dark. They tied him to the sled and drove off. 
Nobody noticed old Shep. The dog watched the sled disappear and then limped after it. The team outdistanced him quickly, but he kept on through the night following the scent. Uh, did they intend to murder Father Haley? Well, Butch would have, but Ben wouldn't agree to it. They argued about it on the way. You're crazy, Ben. He can find his way back, I tell you. It's getting light and he can see the trail. We're going to turn off the trail, ain't we? But he can see landmarks. He can follow our tracks back, too. What's wrong with taking these glasses away from him? He can't see without them. I tell you, I won't murder a priest. Oh, are you Oskies, Hunter? All right. We'll turn off here and head for the mountains. I'll take his glasses off and we'll lose him in the hills. Yeah, I don't see the difference. He'll die of starvation or freeze to death. I got back to town the following day. The weather had been clear, and I made a special effort to spend Thanksgiving with Father Haley. Had anyone discovered he was gone? Oh, yes. The whole town was in an uproar. Some of the people thought Father Haley had run off with the money. Pete Darcy met me just as I came into town. He was very excited. Sergeant Preston! Sergeant Preston! Okay. How are you, husbands? What's wrong, Pete? Well, I'm sure glad you got back, Sergeant. Father Haley has disappeared with all the church money. Disappeared? When? Day before yesterday. People think maybe he ran off with it. Maybe he wasn't a priest at all. That's ridiculous, Pete. He'd never go away unless someone forced him to. Were there any tracks around? Well, lots of people have been in and out to see him. He lives near the trail that's well used. Yes, I know. Sounds pretty mad about it. Everybody's given lots of money to that fund. Come along, Pete. We'll go to his cabin now and look it over. You see, Sergeant, his park is gone, his fire's out, and the money's gone. Yes. I wonder what became of Shep. Shep? The dog he had. Oh. He certainly wouldn't try to travel. The lame dog. Nobody thought about the dog. He ain't had him very long. Come on outside, Pete. Maybe we can still find Shep's tracks. Your own dog has made tracks all over. Mm. Uh, here are Shep's. You see that front foot? Yeah. He's lame. Doesn't put much weight on it, and it's crooked. Picking. These tracks, boy. Can you find him? I'm afraid the trail is cold by this time, Sergeant. Well, it hasn't snowed for two days. These tracks lead away from town. We could probably pick them up, but the snow hasn't been trampled. I'm going to try it, Pete. You want me to come with you, Sergeant? Why, uh, no, I'll go alone. I'll take what supplies I can find in Father Haley's cabin here. Can't stop for more. Maybe a long trip. My team was tired, but we kept going. After a while, the trail of the dog was easier to follow. Chap's foot had started to bleed where the snow and ice had broken open the freshly healed cut. You mean that dog kept right on going in spite of it? He'd become very fond of Father Haley. When the tracks turned off the trail, it was easy to follow them. Shep, by then, was going on three legs. When did you find Father Haley? Well, not until the next evening. Shep had found him the night before. They were huddled together in a clump of spruce trees at the base of the mountain. Father Haley had no idea where he was. Here, Father. Put this blanket around you. I'm glad you built a fire. It isn't much of a fire. I had some matches in the pocket of my pocket. Who did all this, Father? Richard did. Oh? They've gone off with the gold. They took my glasses from me, and I couldn't find enough wood. If Shep hadn't come out of frozen, we kept each other warm. I found you by following Shep's tracks. Yes, poor fellow. 
He was ready to drop when he found me. He dragged himself to me, his, his poor foot all bloody. Feed him first, Sergeant. I will, Father. Now you relax and don't worry about the church funds. I'll telegraph Butch and Ben's description to the border. They're headed for Eagle City. And now I'll get some food ready. It's... It's not the Thanksgiving dinner we had planned, is it, Sergeant? No, it isn't, Father. But there's plenty to be thankful for. Were the two thieves Butch and Ben caught? They were caught at the border by one of our men. Most of the money was returned. As Father Haley said, that must have been a rather slim Thanksgiving dinner you had that night. Yes, it was, Father. But it's one I'll never forget. We sat at the base of the towering mountain. The moon glistened on the snow, and it was deathly still. Father Haley sat beside the flickering fire with Shep's head in his lap. He hadn't eaten for two days. But when I put his food in front of him, he didn't eat it at once. He bowed his head and gave thanks. It wasn't a short prayer, and as he ended it, I felt a lump in my throat. I thank the Lord for sending ship to me. Please grant me the faith and courage that is his. And help me to follow thee with an equal love and trust. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit, and all characters, names, places, and incidents used are fictitious. They are sent to you each week at this same time. This is Larry McCann speaking.